What's good, my nasty children? It's your busted ass ass bustin' Buster Wolf the dog. And I'm here to bust up them eardrums with my drumstick tongue. Am I Russian or am I dragon? Who can say? Prepare to get whiplash like J.K. Simmons because we got a new Howlin' with Wolf. Today's Howlin' with Wolf comes from Maury from Seattle who tweeted about the show and tagged at Pretendin' Pod. They write, First things first, Wolf, your dulcet tones haunt my dreams and your musical taste is always on point. Much respect. Mad thanks to the PTBP crew, y'all introduced this lifetime D&D player to the fun Delta Green has to offer. And last things last, shout out to my friends Darian, Ryan, Robbie, and Mike. You volunteered so I could learn how to be a good handler, and I promise to murder you all in fun and interesting ways. <laughs> Thank you, Maury from Seattle. I once went to Seattle and I saw a whole bunch of crabs feasting on a mound of rotten hot dogs. Now that is a city wolf can get inside of. If you want to howl at your wolf, tag us on the internet or write a five-star review and shoot us an email or something. We love hearing from y'all. All the links are in the show notes. And while you're perusing that vast and mysterious worldwide spider butt stuff, go ahead and do Wolf a favor. Follow at Scott Dorward on Twitter and check out his various projects, be they podcast or publication based. And maybe fill up on hugs when you feel strife. It's Grady Philip Drug with real life. Life surreal in retrospect a dream easy times feel less than serene in the moment it's hard to Let's get gory and vory, baby. So, the rest of you upstairs, having heard the orifice demanding Rostine and having lost Rostine <laughs> and his panic through the house, what are you actually doing? We gotta go! And Frederick Mellon runs downstairs, takes off running. This is the only room that we saw from the outside with a, with a light on in it? Uh, there were other lights you know, dotted throughout the house, yeah. I guess I mean uh, upstairs. No, this was the only one upstairs. Uh, Freddy, wait. What if what if the brain's in here too? Do we want to kill it before we get like the kids? I don't. I really don't know. It just might be good information to have where this thing's like neurological center is. Yeah, I mean, it can hear us clearly talking about it. Oh yeah, I mean. <laughs> oh yeah, sure. Well, it seems to be in a lot of pain. All it wants is Rothstein right now. It's probably not going to answer our questions. I want to look around and see if I can spot anything hidden that looks like some ganglia or neurons or, you know, gray matter up on the ceilings. Oh, maybe that's why this room looks different color-wise. Hmm. This is the kind of thing where you should probably consult a medical doctor. (laughs) 
Thomas Dolan, what do you know about this? <laughs> I was really, I keep forgetting that they're not the same kind of doctor. And I was really freaked out that a medical doctor had just run off. But no, he's just a, you know, he's just a psychic. <laughs> doctor, Dr. Coombs, what do you think? Yeah, I, I, uh, it's obviously, uh, is this a first aid role or a medicine role? Let's say uh, medicine or biology. Medicine. That's a pass. A 58 on a 70. Okay, you don't see anything in the room here that looks like grey matter. But, yeah, you're fairly certain that what's inside this room is maybe... Uh, maybe working as lungs or something like lungs. We seem to be in the respiratory system here. This is this is all this is all for the for the for the breathing of the, the apparatus here. The lung and tongue room. Lung and tongue. Yeah. Maybe the brains are in the attic. <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> but that is a good point. Let's have listen rolls of the three of you who are upstairs. Just on the off chance you hear something useful. 43 on a 50. <laughs> I rolled the worst of the worst, a 100. Oh. I also failed. Okay. Dr. Coombs is fairly certain that he has heard from deeper within the house the sound of a, a slow, steady heartbeat. And you, you may be able to identify what that is. What Freddy has heard, however, is the fairly distinctive crunch or cracking sound, despairing scream and loud splash of someone falling through the floor in the kitchen. (laughs) I'm no medical doctor, but I think I just heard someone fall through that same hole that I fell through earlier. Carl must have forgotten about the hole. Do, do, we, 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 should, we should go down there. There, 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 were, there were stairs. We saw stairs down there. Maybe they lead to wherever that hole leads. You're right. We should go down the stairs. Do we want to be in the digestive area of the home? What if, wait, real quick, while we're in this room with the mouth, what if we, uh, I just want to loudly say, a monster house. Uh, we don't have Rothstein. He just fell into your belly. Do not digest him, please. Or we can't give you what you want. As you say that, it takes another deep breath in, and it says something else. So hungry. And as it says that, its tongue starts coming out of its mouth and moving towards you like a huge fat worm. Go, 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 go. Out the door, out the door, out the door. (laughs) So you are turning and running. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Yep. <laughs> okay, Ooh, what's honey. this? Huh. <laughs> the tongue is the part you talk with, so let's stay around and try to talk with it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm hauling ass for sure. Okay, and, and where are you holding your ass to? Ah, uh, it's fucking safe call. <laughs> I guess we got a fucking safe call, yeah. <sighs> Okay, so speaking of Carl, so you have tumbled down into the darkness below. There is pretty much no light down here. There is a faint, just a faint bit of light coming up through the hole in the ceiling above you. The good news is the landing didn't hurt. The bad news is that's because you have fallen into what feels like several feet of liquid. 
I mean, you've fallen below the surface and you're going to have to come back up before, obviously, before you can breathe. What I guess I would like is a constitution roll just to see whether you can avoid gasping or doing anything unfortunate under the water. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. Sorry, I said water. It's not it's, it's really Yeah, it's not, not water. water. <laughs> I got a 60 on a 40. Okay. Yeah, I mean, obviously this is a huge shock. I mean, you've... You've not managed to get your way up to the surface. There's there's something bumping around overhead. You're you're desperately trying not to take a, a mouthful of whatever this is. You can try to push the roll if you want. Just yeah, but yes, absolutely. But, but if but if you fail, you are absolutely taking a mouth a lungful of this. <laughs> it's a forty on a forty. <laughs> Hell yeah. Fantastic. Oh, that rules. <laughs> okay. So you manage to push your way up to the surface and you take a deep gasping breath <gasps> of this foul air. <laughs> but yeah, you you didn't inhale any of this, which you you realize is probably a really, really good thing now that you're above the surface. Because now that you're getting your bearings, you can pick up a few things, even there in the darkness. One, and possibly the most important, this liquid that you're in is caustic. It is burning your skin. It hurts. It really hurts. It's, it's stinging your eyes. You can barely see. Your eyes are filled with tears. And yeah, you can feel your, your skin burning. You also notice that there are other things in the liquid. The thing that was stopping you getting up was maybe an old packing crate that was floating along. There's masses of organic matter of some kind that's just floating there. Sort of these solid lumps of something. And there are also other more solid things that every now and then you feel wriggling under the surface. Let's have a sanity roll. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I fail. Okay, let's have another D6 sand loss. Three. Okay, so. how much sand have you lost in total? Prior to this, I've lost eight. Okay, so you've lost 11 total, and how much sand did you start with? 40, so 29. Okay, so you, so you are now indefinitely insane as well. So, yeah, I mean, you're... Your grip on what is real and what isn't down there in the darkness is, yeah, it is just falling apart fast. I mean, you can hear the sound of this girl sobbing, but you're not quite sure where it's coming from. And and every now and then you're, you're certain you can hear other voices crying out down there. These things that are wriggling around under the surface, some of them, yeah, after your experiences with these things that can phase through matter... Yeah, you're certain some of them are just wriggling inside you. <laughs> yeah, and and some of the things down there, they feel almost like hands grasping at you, trying to hold you down, pull you under the surface. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, okay. So, Carl's not doing very good. If I can try to think about grabbing onto that floating thing, 
mm. and trying to hoist myself up onto it. Sure, then give me a dexterity roll to see whether you can pull yourself on top. 44 on a 50, so that's a pass. Okay, that's good. Then, yeah, you, you've managed to pull yourself on top. I mean, the top of it is slippery, and, you know, the, the weight inside is unbalanced. You know, you're, you're pretty much almost pushing it completely under the surface now with your body weight displacing it, but... But, yeah, you are largely out of the, the caustic liquid. You can take two hit points of damage, though, just for the burns you've taken so far. Okay. And and the rest of you, as you, as you race down to the kitchen now, yeah, you can see that hole in the kitchen floor is now larger, and there is definitely the sound of something large splashing around down in the liquid below. Can I try to, like paddle my boat over to a wall of this area yeah well let's let's see whether you end up because you're you're operating on completely faulty sensory data at the moment you're completely lost let's just have a luck roll to see whether you end up anywhere useful no, absolutely not. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> yeah, you're being, you're definitely moving. <laughs> okay, and I'm I'm just gonna try to like use my foot as a paddle <laughs> so I don't get more on my hands. Okay. So I'm just spinning around in a circle <laughs> <laughs> with the skin on your ankle just getting eaten away. <laughs> uh, oh God! Yep. <laughs> You can't look up and see a, any light. <laughs> yeah, is there any light coming in from the hole I fell into? The no, hole isn't it, above me. Yeah, not anymore. It, it was when you <laughs> fell in, but obviously you've you've moved around a bit since then. And okay, so it's big. It's big enough to like have lost the hole. This room yeah, is. You sort of become aware that it's not just like one big room. That it's it's sort of like a network of, of sort okay. of smaller rooms. Oh. All right, let's save the doctor, yes. <laughs> He's right here. What are you talking about? He's fine. Look at him. The other doctor. Oh, that's right. Doc- doctor number two. <laughs> I'm about to be. <laughs> <laughs> Alley-oop. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, so that room's still real slick, so should we, like, crawl along the floor to look through the hole to see... We don't want to trust the ground there, though, right? Like, I mean, it just gave way under your weight, right? We, we... That's a good point. Maybe we just go down the stairs. I think we should we should try the, the thing that's made to be walked down first, yeah. We've also still got Carl. the part of the hose that didn't tear. Carl! So, yeah, you from somewhere... Somewhere that you can't quite make out, just echoing through these these walls all around you, you can hear the sound of of your voice being called from up above. Help! I just do it once, and <laughs> and then I I listen. Almost in answer to that, you can hear another voice, the the, the voice of a little girl from somewhere down there as well. Going, help! Help! There's a little girl down here. That's not my voice, but help me. <laughs> Try it in your voice. I need your help. <laughs> <laughs> because? Keep going. Oh, this is a little girl. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're coming. <laughs> Thank you. That, uh, that that could be Esther, right? That could that could be who we're one of the kids we're looking for. 
Definitely. It'd be weird if it wasn't. <laughs> so yeah, let's make our way down those stairs and see just what, what we see. Down the stairs. Real quick, I don't know if it would be weird that the people who are kidnapping kids to put bugs in them, alien bugs, to steal their potential. I don't know if it would be weird if they had other kids that we don't know about. <laughs> You're like, it would be weird if it wasn't Esther, but I think it would actually really follow. <laughs> anyway... I agree. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, the stairs down to the cellar, you can see, are covered in the same kind of slick intestinal tissue. Good thing we put these nails in our shoes, right, guys? Mm. Yeah, that was smart. But if we found a sled, <laughs> well, then how would that help us getting back up the stairs? Tie the hose to the sled. <laughs> the hose broke. <laughs> oh, the bad right. hose. Let's go down these stairs with full confidence that we can get back up them. <laughs> By the time you go down just a few of them, you're cut off enough from the light in the kitchen that you're in almost pitch darkness. There is that incredible smell again of just excrement and, and acid and oh, no. just foulness. Your, your eyes are watering from it. And... By the time you've made it down you know, even about a half dozen stairs, you can feel that you are now stepping in liquid and it's getting deeper. Uh, I had a friend um, about 20 years ago. Her name was Rose. She survived the Titanic by floating on a door. <laughs> she told me all about it. What if we did this? What if we did the same thing? Did it fit more than one person? <laughs> No, but there's a lot of doors in this house. <laughs> that was actually a really sad part of a story. I don't I don't want to make you guys cry right now. <laughs> but goddamn. I'm already crying because the air is so acrid. Well, imagine if you heard the greatest love story of all time on top of that, and it ended in tragedy. That's what happened on a hard door. So let's get three doors. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was talking about sleds earlier. We got some doors now. You're talking about sleds to get down these stairs. I wasn't I wasn't saying that it was my idea to, to float on doors. I was just saying that we could potentially sled down the stairs. And then have sled, into sled the door boats. <laughs> sled door boats. I, I, I love the idea that you're having this conversation on the stairs while Rothstein floating around in the muck lost in a blind panic is just overhearing little shreds of you talking about doors. <laughs> <laughs> and love stories. And Titanic, yeah. <laughs> you, uh, you brought that screwdriver. We can, we, can, we can bust off a hinge or two real quick, right? Real quick. Squeezy. Well, I think because time is a little bit of the essence here, because Rothstein is slowly getting eaten away by this acid, I think with all the kicking around that you've been doing in it, trying to steer yourself, I mean, Rothstein's going to take another hit point of damage just from acid burns to his legs. Okay, I'm down to four. Four hit points? <laughs> well, come on, don't worry. <laughs> Maybe we should just do a one door boat and we'll try and navigate that one person through real quick. And Not it. <laughs> I, I think if you're trying to get a door off in a big hurry, I do want a mechanical repair roll for this, just simply because oh. time is a factor. I believe I have that. Okay, I've got a 40 in mechanical repair. We'll see what happens. Nice. 85. 
Yeah, I, the, the first door you go up to, the problem is that, you know, this fleshy material has covered up the hinges and you can't quite see where the screws are and, yeah, this, this isn't really going to be a quick job. I, you, you could try potentially, you know, going for another door and pushing the roll like that, but, you know, if you fail, it's, it's going to take way longer than you planned. Dolan, you're a strong guy. Maybe you could just, like, jump into the door and bust it down. I try, I try that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, do I use yeah. size? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take out the size of strength, whichever you prefer. I'm going to go size with a 29 on an 80. You do manage to just kick one of the doors off the hinges. I mean, obviously it gets a bit damaged in the process, but there's enough of it that you can use it as a flotation device. Uh, <clears throat> Alright. I'll take the door. I'll, I'll float on the door. You're the perfect size for it. Well, I am quite big, but we need the dock. How big are you, <laughs> Freddy? I'm smaller <laughs> than you. Look at us. Standing here. <laughs> You're right. I can tell in an instant that I'm about, you know, if you had to put us on a scale between zero and 100, I'd be about an 80. <laughs> yeah, I'd be somewhere around 60, probably 20 less than you. I reckon I'd be about a 60 also. Me, me and Freddie look about the same. Yeah, we're about the same. We're like three quarters of your size. Unfortunately, we need the doctor. So maybe you should go on the door, Freddy. All right, that's fine. And he puts the door at the top of the stairs <laughs> and sits down on it and says, Rosebud. <laughs> I don't think we get that reference yet. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I do want to say now, with Dr. Rothstein down there floating on his crate in the dark, and the others, you, you've heard the others' voices. They've come down, they've gone back up, they're having conversations up above. You can hear little snippets every now and then. They're talking about doors and, and boats and stuff like that, and then they come back down. But, yeah, they, they, they just seem to be leaving you down here and in the dark on your own, and, and this acid is just eating you away. Carl thinks it's time to take matters into his own hands and really focuses on trying to get to a wall. Yeah, I think if you're trying to then just focus your mind like that, that's going to be a sanity roll just to see whether you can gather your wits because at the moment, yeah, and just everything is no. overwhelming you. <laughs> Ooh, I'm okay. pretty overwhelmed still. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. Then you lose another point of sanity as well. And oh, good. <laughs> Just in your your mind, you, there's something about this. I mean, you've seen the way space gets warped by the Hawk's device and you know, the way that it's torn through to other realms. And what if there aren't any walls down here? What if, you know, what if you, you've seen how all that's leaked out from the Hawk's device, how, you know, it, it's, it's brought other parts of this realm here? What if you're not in the cellar anymore? What if you're... You're somewhere else, just floating away, further and further away from yeah, everything that you know, everything that's real, just getting lost. Don't fucking listen to him, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think I'll think that. <laughs> Oh, shit, dude. Yeah, Carl just continues in a circle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
okay. While spiraling in yeah, his mind. Yeah, in well. my just like yeah. just <laughs> wide eyed. In, in fact, at, at, I I just sit down on the uh, raft, like with my head in my hands. Actually, that's that's not a bad strategy because at least it's got your leg out of the ass. <laughs> 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 I didn't realize you were doing it to yourself. <laughs> so, so, meanwhile, we have Freddy riding a door to victory. You've got the door, you've got it down the stairs, you can use it as a fairly unsteady raft. I'm probably going to ask for a dex roll at some stage. Perfect. You can hear things moving around in the water um you know some big things some small things you can hear the sound of the young girl crying and now that you're down here and you've got a better ear for for what's going on you are 99 percent sure that the voice you can hear is that of esther frayne esther esther we're coming for you we can help carl carl we're here i'm here we're gonna get you back out of here hello <laughs> Never mind, just Esther. I'm only here for Esther. Oh, hi. I'm here. Yeah, you sound like you're losing your mind. Uh, well, it also sounds like he is somewhere completely different in the cellars than where Esther's voice is coming from. So, who who are you heading towards? Who's closer? Um, I mean, it's difficult to tell. I mean, you're, you're judging this entirely on sound. I, you know, Rothstein's voice is a bit muffled because he's obviously not in the same room as you. Esther's voice is quiet, but then again, she's a little girl. And, yeah, you, you don't have any visual cues to really get your bearings. So. Yeah, uh, I'm going after Carl. Okay. First. Then, okay, you splash your way through this noxious, really acidic liquid. I mean, you, by the time you catch up with Carl, you are going to take uh, one hit point's worth of, of damage from chemical burns. You are covered with this, and, and as, as some of the liquid splashes up over the doors, every now and then you can, you can feel things wriggling in it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's unsettling. Well, then, then I guess you better make a sand roll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Twelve on a sixty-three. Okay, you you don't lose any sand. Nice. Uh, he's focused. Frederick Mill in the first is nothing, if not focused, <laughs> and he is uh, going toward Carl Rothstein. He thinks two heads are better than one for uh, continuing our journey and in collecting as many. Uh, children as possible to save them specifically you, you splash your way through the the liquid and eventually navigating you know, around a couple of open doorways you do eventually find this little sort of cul-de-sac where uh, can i like make marks with my spade from the tool shed like on all the doorways that i'm like crossing through on the hallways i'm like trying to make marks in the membrane uh, to like mark my path. Sure. Okay. I mean, obviously you're you're navigating by touch, so, um, but you can try to feel. Oh, right, because it's like pitch black. It is pitch black. But I mean, you can leave marks that you can try to feel again. Deep, 
wounding gouges. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, you do eventually find Cull down this this little cul-de-sac. Cull, thank God. Uh, who is it? Oh, yeah, you couldn't recognize me from my voice. That makes sense. It's Frederick Mel in the foist. Oh, uh, I get my lighter out and flick it so that we can see each other. <laughs> and he is just a wide-eyed, huge smile. You can see that, yeah, Rostin in the light, yeah, his skin is, is, is just red with burns and blisters. His eyes are swollen up. We gotta get you to the real doctor ASAP. You swear you can see things wriggling in his, his wet hair. Maybe just uh, run a comb through those locks real quick. Just like, shake it out. I run my hand through my hair and some of it just falls out into my hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we gotta go. And so he'll like uh, put his heels on your raft. Lock your legs with mine. Like put your, put your legs on my raft. That way we've oh. both got ank- like our heels yeah. on the other one's raft. I continue sitting down, just like you looking do. up at you. Carl. Carl. Whatever. Carl, you fucking idiot. We don't have much time. You put your fucking heels on this raft right now. We got children to save. We're you hear me? If you've given up, if you've given... Look at me. Hey, I am here up, forever. That's on nothing you, but there are other people uh, down here nothing is who anything. have not given up. And we are going to save them. You hear me? We are going to save them. Okay, if, uh, you lead the way then. And I just keep sitting. I'm going to give you until the next room to start helping. <laughs> <laughs> so is Rostin attempting to follow Freddy or? I thought that, f- are you staying on my raft or taking yours? No, no, no. I've, I've still got my heels on your raft. So I'm trying to like, I'm trying to paddle backwards and drag you along with me, I guess. But I'm literally only giving you one more room. And then I'm leaving you. Well, then I think, you know, particularly as you're not getting any help from Rothstein here, and you're trying to pull both of these, I do want to roll just to see whether you can do this without upsetting your raft. And yeah. I, I, I think, actually, because this is a feat of strength, let's do this as a strength roll. Yeah, that's worse. <laughs> it's also Robin Hood Men in Tights style uh, strength of feet. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, okay, so I rolled a 52 on a 40. So I am going to spend 12 luck. Oh, okay. Rather than pushing this roll. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, I mean, your feet almost slip off. I mean, this is really slick. And, yeah, in the little bit of light that you've seen from Rothstein's uh, Zippo, yeah, I mean, this is absolutely smeared with what is undeniably shit. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. And you've been feeling your way through. Rustin, you don't happen to have, like, a snack on you or anything. I'm kind of hungry. <laughs> they are just snacks in here. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. Once we get to the next room, I kind of snap out of it, and I look at Frederick. Uh, but, 
What do you want me to do? I've I've got an idea. You asked me a question and proposed your own, like, you're about to keep talking. We don't have time to discuss how to talk. And that's a statement. So what's happening? If we kick the stomach, maybe it will throw us up. Okay, let's go. Uh, let's go get Esther. She would get thrown up too. Save us time. Let's make sure she's with us when that happens. I stand up Ooh. and start helping, but as soon as we get close to a wall, I'm gonna start kicking it. So, but I don't sorry, tell him when, that. <laughs> when you say stand up, you you mean in the liquid, do you? Because it, it's it's not really feasible to stand up on the raft. Then I just paddle with my leg or whatever but oh, okay. don't stand up thank you for finally helping okay now let's go let's I mean you're trying to get to um, the sound of, of Esther's crying as quickly as possible let's again I think do this as a strength roll uh, so one of you can can make this uh, whichever one of you wants what's your strength I'm pretty weak I'll do it. <laughs> okay. Because, I mean, you'll get there either way, but it's just a question of how much damage you're going to take on the way from the acid. How long okay. it all takes. 47 on a 50. Woo! So, yeah, you, you, you only take, you each take one hit point of damage from the acid as, as you make your way across. Ouchie! I'm down to three... <laughs> The skin is, like, completely gone from my foot. Yeah. You can feel you're not quite getting the full range of mobility that you used to get in that foot now. And it's probably best not to try to think too hard about why that is. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, you you make your way over. Are you still using uh, Rostine's lighter? Uh, for light, or are you just yeah. flicking that on when you need it? Uh, I'm keeping it on. Okay, so you keep it on, and yeah, as you get over, you can see over in the far corner what seems to have been done is someone has built it looks almost like a jail cell there. There are metal bars that reach all the way up to the ceiling. I mean, obviously, the liquid is as is high in there. You can see that Esther is there on top of a a crate. She's sitting on top, just huddled, looking panicked again. She's quite badly burnt. There is also a shape floating in the liquid beside her, which, yeah, it takes a little while to identify it even as being human. But there isn't really that much left of it. Esther! Can you get me out of here? Can you get me out of here? Yes, Frederick says confidently and begins paddling quicker and quicker to get to the metal bars. Yeah, you you get up to the bars and yeah, there's a door. Uh, now, now that you're closer in the light, you can see yeah the, the the figure that's floating face down, maybe. I mean, it's difficult to tell anymore. Has got the remains of, of curly red hair on its head. Yeah. We didn't make it in time. Don't look down, Esther. Just look at us. We're here to save you. It's me, Frederick Mellon the Foist, <laughs> your favorite. 
and Carl Rothstein, your f- fifth favorite. <laughs> <laughs> After <laughs> the dead person in the water. <laughs> Nathaniel Coombs and Thomas Dolan. <laughs> and and yeah, I mean, you, you make it to the door, and that's the point at which you realize the door is locked. Well, perfect. I'm the man for the job. It's a good thing I'm the one who came down here on this door. And and that the lock is not visible above the surface of this liquid. Oh, I spoke too soon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm still the man for the job, but I wish I wouldn't. <laughs> I've been in the water. It's, uh, be careful. All right. You know, I'm doing it. Like, he's not going to not do it at this point. He's going to just go for it. Yeah, you reckon that the the lock is at least a foot below the surface of this liquid and that the only way you're going to get an angle on it is going to be to get off your raft and basically stand there up to your neck in this liquid and try to do it. How do you get a door off? What? How do you sexually pleasure a door? (laughs) (laughs) How? Because he said the only way to do it is to get it off. Get well, it? Uh, Do you no, get it? Well, <laughs> uh, so, <I> mean, <laughs> what, 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 what is your plan? Are you trying to pick the lock? Are you trying to go for the hinges? What are you doing? Frederick Mellon the first knows the best way to break into things. So, can I make an intelligence roll to see which would be easier for me? You don't need to make an intelligence roll. I'll, I'll tell you that if you're going to pick the lock, that's going to be a locksmith roll. Uh, if you're going to try to okay. get the hinges, uh, you, you don't necessarily have the right equipment, so that's going to be a hard mechanical repair roll. Well, I'll tell you what. Between having a 70% chance and a 10% chance... <laughs> I will go with the 70%. Okay, so can I lay down belly first on my door and then put my hands, like, armpit deep into it's far, it's the far wet? Enough, it's far enough down that if you would try to reach down that low, you'd be putting your face in this liquid. Mm. All right. Then he uh, he does that first to try to feel around, doesn't quite get in there, and then is like, ah, oh, fuck. Oh, I... It's more like putting your face in battery acid. Yeah. Well, he's not gonna. He's not gonna like. He's yeah. not gonna actually. He's just feeling for the lock. Oh, when his nose is right. about to touch oh, it, he's like, right, oh okay. no, okay, I gotta get in. I, I understand now, right? <laughs> I'm with you, Scott. You... <laughs> he said, I'm going to do that first. I was like, you're yeah. going to yeah. dip your face in the acid first? So it's more like... <laughs> it's, 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 it's like... It's like dunking for apples, except the apples are turds. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah, go face first. Well, Frederick Mellon is... Not, not, no, no Lou Reed. So I'm going to, uh, I'm going to go ahead and get off the door. Okay. Uh, what was it, Thomas? How do I get off a door? <laughs> That's what you got to figure out. <laughs> oh, you jiggle its knob. 
damn it. <laughs> Thank you. That's been pretending to be people <laughs> with the end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm going feet first so yeah you, you slide off and yeah i you can i mean you're not that tall but you you can just keep your head above the liquid as you work i mean you're having to stand on tiptoes to do so but you can oh thank god i was really right 28 on a 70 so oh, okay. hard success well that's a hard success which is good so yeah i mean it, there i mean you you're fumbling around with your tools unable to see working with this this acid just burning into your skin but eventually eventually you can feel the tumblers click into place and you can pull the door open. As you do so, the liquid moves, and the the floating remains of Billy Spitzer just float out past you, disintegrating. You know, bits of his body going in different directions. Fuck. So he's like, ow, 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 yay! Oh no. Yeah. What I'll say is, for the time that you're in the liquid doing all this, take a D3 hit points of damage. Okay. As you are digested. So I'm down to eight hit points from digestion burns. But, yeah, I mean, Esther is there. She's still perched on top of this crate precariously, just looking, trying very hard not to look at the remains of Billy as they float out. Eyes on me, Esther, eyes on me, okay? We're going to get you out of here now. Look at me. Can you tell me? Does that flake croat? Oh, fuck. (laughs) I'm losing my mind. Does that crate float, or is it just sitting on top of something? I don't know, mister. I don't know. Is there anything around that looks like it, it floats that we could put her on? The door? You also don't yeah. know yet that the, a child will overweight the door. That's a good Jack, point. Jack, you know, Jack weighed down Rose. That wasn't going to work. But those he were... He wouldn't have... Uh, I know. He did it dumb. <laughs> so if this kid is smart, <laughs> you, you guys should be fine. Okay. Thank you. That makes me feel better. So... <laughs> Frederick will kind of push forward. Okay, just like gently shift your weight from off the box onto this door. Well, I think with you guiding her, let's have you make a dex roll just to see whether you can do this without capsizing. Fucking odd seven. I am rocking. Fantastic. Okay, so you can get both her and yourself on the door without capsizing it. All right, Carl, let's get the fuck out of here. I start kicking the wall. You kick the wall and... Something in your foot goes crunch. It's probably best not to think about that at the moment. <laughs> so you you manage to you know kick your way over to the door. I mean, in the process, you are going to take another one hit point of damage each. Okay. Okay, I'm down to two. <laughs> okay, and yeah, you are going to have to help Dr. Rothstein up the stairs because the foot that he's been kicking with and navigating with, there isn't really much of it left anymore. There's certainly no flesh on it and a lot of the bones have, have dissolved away. Uh, it's, it's less of a foot now and more of a nub. <laughs> oh, God. Jesus. Okay, so he'll kind of like 
Frederick is just kind of like taking on both of them, you know, and is Esther strong enough to just... Yeah, you, you can help her up the stairs. If if they okay. get to the stairs, me and, me and Thomas are there. I can help grab yep. people. Fantastic. Okay. Well, I mean, Dr. Coombs, as he grabs hold of Esther, yeah, you can start helping her up the stairs. You know, you, you've got hold of her. What you do notice as you're helping her up the stairs is under your hands... You can feel things moving beneath the surface of her skin. I, I give, I, I try and make eye contact with one of the other guys and give kind of a knowing nod. We'll, we'll be able to take care of you. This is, this is going to be, this is going to be okay. Where's, did, where's Billy? Did, did, did you get Billy? I'm shaking my head like, it's yeah. <laughs> on the Illy Bay. What do you, what do you mean? What, what? Don't, no, no. You just you, uh, you, help you, her. You went down there. I punched the doc in the in the side of the arm. Esther seems to be pretty much in a fugue state at this moment. And by the time you, you, you get everyone back up to the kitchen, there's now enough light that, yeah, you can see that there are things now moving around underneath her skin. You can also see that this is also very much true of Dr. Rothstein and Freddy. Oh, no... Uh, guys, I don't know what to say. Uh, clearly, you've got things moving under your skin. Probably those bugs. Uh, what if we try to force up them out of you? Do, do you now, consent to, to that? The, the, the things you can see moving around are much, much smaller than that. Oh. In fact, what, what, oh, what, Thomas, no. what Thomas thinks of very much is the thing that he saw crawling out of the man's eye outside. Doc, do we just uh, shove them down the stairs <laughs> and, <laughs> and hope they get digested? I can't. I swore an oath. I, uh, but we can't. Uh, we, can't, we, can't let that, we can't let that get into the camp. Uh, yeah, so what, I don't All right, you guys ready to go? <clears throat> One second. <laughs> Oh. I need to get to a hospital. I, I'm I'm as good as a hospital. You're 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 okay in my in my hands. Uh, but uh, they have with medicine. I'm in pain, and then I point at my foot. <laughs> mm. Yeah, like I say, foot 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 is overstating it. <laughs> <laughs> what if we? Uh, what if we? Uh, qu- uh, uh, we we quarantine them. We we put them in the that that the, the lab back there. Uh, we, we we can keep them in there. I, I can run some tests. Quarantine who? Uh, hold on, the, the little uh, girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? Uh, she's got some things moving around under her skin. Oh, see, that doesn't see? sound good. Exigs, uh, right? Um, <clears throat> I fully right. support exactly. quarantine for for that. For anybody who's got things moving around under the skin. Oh, my God. There should be no you know exceptions. What I, um, Doc, you know what I just <laughs> noticed? Uh, this huh. is crazy. You've got them, too. No, I don't. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they're there. Okay, uh, we will start with the little girl as a trial to see how it goes. <laughs> why don't you... Okay, yeah. Uh, why don't you be the one in there observing her? There should be exceptions. <laughs> So, uh, w- w- with the idea that we got 
like a few minutes to end this what what is yeah. what is your plan at this stage are you, uh, are you <laughs> oh I, god if i mean i want to kick him down the stairs and let him get digested <laughs> <laughs> oh. it would just All be so it would be so insanely out of character for dr coombs to be okay with that <laughs> Okay, so it's a contested role where I see if I can kick you down too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now let me let me give a, another idea here because I think we'll probably want to do some wrap up yeah. and talk about the scenario and stuff. So, are you cool with doing another session? Sure. Yeah. 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 Okay. Perfect. Cool. That does give you a week to see whether there's anything you might be able to do about this situation. <laughs> yes. Maybe sleep on this decision. <laughs> I'm I'm not saying kicking them down the stairs is a bad idea. I mean, it's probably what I do. I I think from a role-playing perspective, it's a very smart idea. The only only way I'd differ from that personally if I were playing this is I wouldn't kick them down the stairs when there's a nice handy hole in the floor that I could just push them through. (laughs) My opinion is if I were you, that's what I would do, but I wouldn't. You shouldn't do it. Don't do it to me. You've got a week to find out a convincing way to save the girl and yourselves. So. No, my first thought was to take you down with me. <laughs> We're pretty well fucked. <laughs> yeah. Not if you guys just stay in this house. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that this always ends in a TPK, but yeah, they, 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 I, I have had actual play reports from other groups that have managed to get into a similar situation than you and actually managed to contrive a positive outcome. It's never happened when I've run it because I'm, I'm a bastard. But <laughs> apparently it does happen sometimes. <laughs> That's great. You're just waiting for us to talk now, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I knew it was going to be Thomas that broke, but... Uh, <laughs> I can see the time in Audacity, man. I'm not... <sighs> numbers blind. Is there a word for that? Yeah. Um, is it Noom Lexia? Noom's Lex... Uh, Noom is Lexia? It's, it's, well, it'll be the Lex part that's different because Lex means um, kind of letters. So. Letter or word, so, yeah. So dis dysnumia or something up uh, something like that I guess dysnumia. It's always good to start out with a uh, with a fun fact, regardless of if we <laughs> we know it or not. Yeah. <laughs> regardless of if it's a hey fact. listener, <laughs> Google that. <laughs> See, you learned something. <laughs> Welcome back to the middle of this episode. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's been a few weeks since we recorded, so <laughs> it's. it's uh, Sorry to interrupt right while we get things going, but it's a uh, discalcula. Discalcula. Aha. Okay. That that does nice. make sense. Right. <laughs> well, now that we've got this. Like a Snapple bottle cap. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. <laughs> So, yeah, last episode, I think we'd left, or rather, last recording session, I think we'd left it so that you'd just recovered Esther from the flooded cellar. 
Yes, the boys floated away in bits. Yeah, yeah, poor Billy. But Esther, you did manage to get out in one piece. The The problem is that there are perhaps now too many pieces that she does seem to be <laughs> kind of crawling with parasites, as are some of you. We left it, I think, with you in the kitchen, having just made this discovery that basically everyone who's been down to the cellar is now infested. So, what now? Yeah, we were discussing being rightly fucked. Mm. (laughs) I believe there is a look in Thomas Dolan's eyes that said he wanted to push us down the stairs or uh, through the hole in the floor. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. And, you know, maybe he does that. <laughs> Why don't you give me one good reason not to do that? She's a she's a child. We can't we can't just throw her down there. That's that's barbaric. Regardless of the child. Okay? Look at me. Look at me. We were up in that room and we talked to this fucking house. And you know what we had? A connection. Not not what the house wanted. What did the house want? It said a name multiple times. It wanted to talk and I start tapping uh, Luke Gintman on the head. Uh, your character <laughs> Carl <name's> Rothstein. <laughs> Carl Rothstein here. I start tapping him on the head. Okay, then I push the doctor down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. As you like going to do that, I'm like, no, no, no. He wanted to talk to him. The house wanted to talk to Carl Rothstein. It didn't want to eat him. It was lamenting the fact that it was so hungry, in one man's opinion. I, I, I will talk to it. Hello. Hello. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I kind of whisper to Carl Rothstein. I'm like, anything to keep them from pushing us down into the digestive acid again. Yes, you know? that was uh, uncomfortable. Yeah, let's go talk to the tongue. Oh, d- take me away. Yeah, that's, uh, let's, let's see what the, the tongue, the house tongue has to say. Doc, you don't think we should just push these fuckers down the stairs and be done with it? I mean, I, I'm a doctor. I would prefer to save people. Yeah, the house is starving to death. You're not gonna save the house. <laughs> Your trolley problem here. Uh, two assholes or one house? You know, Wait, which level are you gonna pull? There's a there's a ch- chance that the house knows how to, to to be not a house. Maybe maybe Carl knows something about this house being a person the house. That's right. The psychic might be able to help him be person again. All right. Well, we got him right by these stairs. It just seems like a real good opportunity to just shove him down there and get the fuck out <laughs> of here. Stairs also go up. <laughs> All right. Well, can you guys just promise that if this doesn't work out, you'll be cool about coming back down and meeting right here where we are now, and then we push you down this test? Uh, <laughs> sure. We'll be really cool about quarantining in that stone slab where we uh, where we saw that big fish. We could go into the lab. I'm perfectly fine if you want to put me in the lab after all this is said and done. But until then, let's at least try to talk to the house and see if the house and Carl Rosting can work out between the two of them how we can make this a better situation for all the little fishies living inside my body. Yes, if you head up stairs again, obviously you can still feel the warm breath of the house moving through the corridor. And as you get back up... to the the top of the stairs. Yeah, there, there, there is still that mouth visible in the wall through the double doors of the master bedroom. I don't think we have to be near it in order to talk to it, personally. I open the double doors up and walk into that room. You have 
You wanted to see me? Yeah, there is this long, long breath that just goes, Rusty. Carl's like trembling. Uh, where are you? I. I don't know. This is strange and frightening, and I am so very hungry. Come closer, Rothstein. Come closer. Carl gets a little closer. Okay. You can see the tongue lolling out of the mouth. It it doesn't seem to be lashing out and trying to grab you. But at the same time, it is making tentative little explorations in your direction, like this, this monstrous worm just flapping across the ground. Foreplay. Uh, yeah, Carl is just, like, inching a little closer, like, uh, um, okay, I, 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 you've got to tell me where you are so I can find you or help you. I, I don't know. I don't know where I am. I, I don't know who I am anymore. Rothstein, I don't know what I am. It has been so very long. Well, Kyle, it seems like you and this house have a lot of catching up to do, so I'm I'm just going to split. <laughs> uh, I, I think we've got to find the house. Austin Hawks. That's what I said. We've got to find the Hawks. <laughs> when Carl and Frederick both say Austin Hawks in the room, does the room react to that name? Um, not especially. Can you describe where you, what's around you? House? Man? <laughs> Everything is so strange. I, I am... I am just so hungry. He says as his tongue reaches out towards you. I slap the tongue. <laughs> okay, but you're standing your ground. Yeah, let's... Let's do this then as an opposed fighting brawl roll, just to see whether you can discourage the tongue from wrapping itself around you. Because at the moment, this is a little more tentative than his previous attack. But on the other hand, you know, it's still, I think it still wants to eat you. Yeah, I crit failed. <laughs> yeah. So what, what did you roll? A 44. Oh, that's fine. Oh, that's yeah. not... That's Delta that's, Green. That's just a failure. Oh, that's Delta Green. Yeah. Okay. I fa- I just failed regularly then. Yeah. On the other hand, I rolled a 98. So, yeah, you, you, you slap at the tongue. I mean, you're, you're not exactly a powerfully built man, and you're a bit worse for wear. But on the other hand, as this monstrous, flopping, muscular tongue comes towards you, you slap at it, and it just instinctively recoils and slithers back into the mouth. Don't get too close to me. I'm trying to help you. Maybe ask its name, Doc. What is your name? Thanks. You know me, Rothstein. We're all, like, standing at the doorway. (laughs) 
<laughs> Greek chorus gathered in the corridor outside. Yes, <laughs> three heads on top of each other exactly. peeking around the corner. <laughs> You know me, Rothstein. You know me. This is my house, Rothstein. This is my house. Hawks? Hawks, is is that you? Yes. Yes, that is. That is my name, yes. How has this happened? Was it the portal? Yes. Yes, it was. I, I, I stepped through and I was trapped there. I was trapped somewhere else for so very long until, until I found a way back. Am I back, Rothstein? Am I back? Am I home now? Literally. I'm so very hungry, Rothstein. Uh, what sounds good? Scott almost spit out his tea. I'm so hungry, Rothstein. What sounds good? <laughs> Bring me something to eat, Rothstein. Bring me something to eat and we can talk. Okay, uh are the rest of the guys like behind me? Are they in the room or where are you guys? We're doing the Beatles photo at the door gym. <laughs> Yeah, so you're you're out on the landing. Actually, the three of you who aren't involved in the conversation, can you give me listen rolls? Oh hell yeah, dude! These ears, thirty-three on a fifty. Oh, nice. fail! I failed mine. Okay, you're fairly certain that you can hear a car coming up the driveway. Everybody hear that? Yeah, the ho- uh, the house is hungry. Yes, the house is hungry, uh, but also there's a vroom vroom coming up the bail. We got a we got a we got a car coming up the chute. Oh, a vroom vroom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't look up any slang from this time period, so I figured I'd make it up on the fly. <laughs> that that, uh, uh, that 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 could be good. It could be somebody who's in on on all this on all this terribleness, and or it could be fucking so Sedgwick who put Austin Hawks in the portal. So he'd be a good guy to feed to him, right? And yeah, maybe we feed him oh, to the right. house. Exactly. Shit. Yeah, we, sorry. We feed him yeah. to this giant tongue. And by the way, around here in these times, they're called Chitty Chitty Bang Bangs. <laughs> <laughs> Coombs is going to try and go to the nearest window that would look out toward the drive and okay. see what he sees. Yeah, yeah. You go out to the window and push the, the rather moist and meaty curtains aside and take a look out. And yeah, there is a car inching up the driveway is, does it look um is it just driving up like it would drive up normally or is it being uh sneaky um i mean the lights are on so it's not being that sneaky but on okay. the other hand it is driving fairly slowly yeah there there's definitely a vroom vroom coming up a, a chitty chitty bang bang uh, up the up the chute like like you said up the chute. <laughs> maybe dinner is delivery tonight <laughs> <laughs> Just 
uh, what should we do? Should we should we, should we meet him? Should we meet him at the door downstairs? Or maybe the house knows where the guns are in the house. If there were guns in me, I'd know where they were. This house barely knew it was a house. Do you know where guns might be in the house? House, hawks. I there, there is just no response to that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's fair. <laughs> Does this uh, does this window we're looking at the chitty chitty bang bang out of? Does it uh, open up? Give me a strength roll to see if it does. I mean, it's not locked, but on the other hand, it is kind of scabbed over. Right. Nope. Okay. Eighty-six. Yeah, I mean, you try and it it almost moves, but there's these fleshy strands that just push it back down again every time you try. I was just gonna shout out up to come up here a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so you can see what the car is doing is it's pulling over by the uh, the laboratory outside and in the light that's coming out from the windows of the house you can see that there there is a man who's got out uh, he's wearing a fairly nice suit uh, you can't really make out who he is because he's wearing a mask over his face or at least a, you know, some cloth tied around, a bandana tied around his face. As he gets out, he's got a, an electric lantern in one hand, and you can just make out, yeah, he's definitely got a revolver in the other hand, and he's looking around. I mean, you can't read the expression on his face because all he can see is his eyes, but, yeah, from his body language, he's cautious, nervous... Just trying to, I guess, make out what's going on. He spotted our caddy. He's going to be uh, disappointed when he finds that that, uh, that skinless monkey creature in the tank is all smashed to bits. <laughs> well, you shouldn't just leave those things lying around. Yeah, I mean, if you carry on watching from the window, I mean, he goes over to the laboratory, opens up the door, and heads in there. There's a There's a chance that this person maybe knows more about this stuff he, they might have a solution for the, the little parasite problem we've got on our hands do you, do you think it's worth trying to talk to him as opposed to what uh, kidnapping him and throwing him in a mouth a house mouth yeah just uh, instant hostility like we would treat most NPCs <laughs> I maybe we, we should talk to him and then uh, backup plan we feed him to the house I like this idea. I mean, it's it's pretty zany. It's pretty out there. Uh, talking, you know. <laughs> All right. But uh, let's give it a whirl. We don't have any, like, weapons or anything, so. We have numbers. <laughs> yeah, four on one. That's a lot of talking we can do. He, he doesn't know that there's four of us, so maybe one of us could, like, hide behind the lab. And if things go south, they'll just sneak up on him from behind. Yeah. I'm pretty good at sneaking. Let's try. Let's try that. Let's let's do it. What are you doing with Esther throughout this plan? Oh shit! Because you, you do you do have a a frightened and rather ill twelve year old girl with you as well. I just assumed she was sitting on my shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> we needed a fourth for the Beatles photo. <laughs> we we could uh we could maybe have Esther wait in the car. Oh, no other ideas. That sounds like the best one. We could feed it. We could feed it to the mouth. Well, we you see, that was kind her. of the whole point of the the day. Yeah, but I mean, now I've, there's this whole mouth thing. 
I feel like it would be a total waste of time if we give her back. Yeah, we could have just stayed home, slept, drank bad coffee, <laughs> gone to a different Hooverville that wasn't being taken over by puppets with no faces. Yeah, but remember uh, when we shot that guy? Yeah, that was crazy. What a day. What? <laughs> uh, with a with a shotgun call, we threatened to do the same to you, and it's how we got you to come along on this adventure. Esther, look at me. This house is a person, and you've been trying to be digested by that person, right? Huh? <laughs> right. Okay. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna go down to the front door. All right, and we're gonna find a spot for you. That seems like you'll be fine there. And you're just going to sit on the floor and you'll be right next to the front door. So on our way out, as we're leaving, you just come with us. We're going to get into a very nice car. When was the last time you were in a nice car, Esther? Oh, don't answer that. It was probably when you were being kidnapped. When were, uh, It'll be comfortable. <laughs> Sometimes when I keep talking, I, I dig a hole for myself. But I think... It, everything will be fine. Look at me. Everything will be fine. Look at me. Everything will be fine. Everything will be fine. And he just pats her on the head. I, I think this is a good opportunity for you to make either a charm or a persuade roll to see whether you can calm her down enough to sit there and wait patiently while you do this. Uh, well, this isn't great because uh, <laughs> looking at my homemade character sheet here, uh, I'm going to have to ask somebody else. What are the baseline uh, for <laughs> charm or persuade? Uh, persuade, persuade baseline is 10. Mm. I've got, I've got some charm, so I don't know what the baseline is. Regardless, I rolled an 89. Yeah, it is certainly harder than that. I think the baseline for charm is 20, but. Are you sure it's not 90? (laughs) (laughs) Everybody in the world is charming as fuck. (laughs) It's a useless skill. (laughs) You know, Call of Cthulhu. (laughs) (laughs) so Esther she seems to listen to you and she she certainly goes quiet at this stage but at the same time uh, you can see that she's still very jittery and frightened you're leading her down to the front door are you? yeah this is exactly what kids look like when they know exactly what they're doing (laughs) sure and Yeah, you you get down to the front door, and at that point, she just looks around, particularly at all the strange fluids dripping down the wall and the squelchy carpet and the the strange noises coming from upstairs, and she bolts out of the front door and starts running off into the darkness. The the I, video I think we kind might have of cut out. Oh, yeah, shit. the last thing you said there. Oh, so, something about into the darkness, which sounds distressing. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. was upsetting. Yeah, I just said that. Yeah, she obviously in a bit of a panic as you take it downstairs. Oh, it's still being weird. Oh shit. Okay. It's like it was every single time you're saying the, 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 the thing that matters the most. It's <laughs> like is, is it better now? Looks like it so far. Seemingly. Right. In which case, yeah, the last thing I said was that you know, she seems to <laughs> have I just broken up again. Fucking 
It did. It broke up right as you were starting again. <laughs> Motherfucker. I can, I can only assume oh, this the is The timing is incredible. All right. Hey, everyone, just uh, stop your recording. Uh, we're going to fly to um, <laughs> Britain. Uh, what do you call it? What's the name? <laughs> we'll be there uh, in just a Milton Keynes? <laughs> couple <Yes>. minutes. <laughs> Milton Keynes, that's the name. And we'll be there very shortly. And then we can okay. just record this in person. I hope you don't mind. I have a cough. <laughs> I've been a little fevery lately, but. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, well, let's try this okay. one it seems more time. to be better now. Right. So, yeah, I'm saying that, yeah, she seems to be a bit on nervous, a bit on edge. And as you take her down to the front door, she takes a look around at all the creepy shit in the house and then just in a panic runs out of the house into the darkness. I was afraid that's what you had said. <laughs> I'm chasing her. I'm, I'm just going to call after her. I'm just going to, Esther, Esther, no, stay with us. You're safer with us. Oh, Okay, so you're trying to calm her down as uh, Frederick Mellon I is chasing after her. I mean, I will allow you again to make either a persuade or a charm roll, but this is a pushed roll. I think at this stage, if you fail this roll, she is going to be so panicked by the situation that she's going to run into real danger. I got, I'm gonna. <laughs> she starts shaking his <laughs> dice. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing. I'm doing a charm roll. Fantastic. Bedside manner. I pass. It's a forty-six on a fifty. Brilliant. Brilliant. Okay. Yeah, dude. So yeah, I mean, as as Frederick catches up with Esther, I mean, she's run off. She's got into the undergrowth a little bit, but now that she's there in the darkness and you know, can't see what's going on and can hear all the strange things moving around in the garden I, she just stops and as you come up she turns around and just you know, throws herself you know, at you and just puts her arms around your, your waist and starts crying goes to the mover time and we always find a time to shine. This is a song that everybody knows. And when you get older, you're gonna lose your toes. <laughs> She's supposed to sing "Lose Your Toes." That's her line. That was that was me doing Esther. That was that was her voice. <laughs> Lose your toe. It's, it's been a rough day. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. And I'm just patting her back. Uh, and yeah, she's just crying into your chest. That like grandpa hug where you just kind of like pat. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, every now and then, as as you know, your your palm makes contact with her, you can just feel things squirming around under your hand. <laughs> <laughs> Should have fed her to the house. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. 
Uh, as I look around my surroundings, what am, where, where am I at? You're only about ten feet in front of the house, so you're just on the far side of the gravel drive, just as it's going into, I guess, what used to be an ornamental garden or some shrubbery or something, but you know, has, has long since just gone completely wild. Uh, do I notice any movement from over by the laboratory? Uh, no. Uh, the door is ajar. You can see a bit of light coming out, but you can't see any movement over there. Okay, I'm going to get her to the car and get her in the back seat. So, when you say the car, do you mean the one that the guy drove up in or the one that you guys brought? Oh, God, no, not his, ours, right. uh, the one that we brought. Because it's been so long since we recorded this bit, can you remind me, did you park outside the house or did you park on the street outside? We parked about halfway up the chute, uh, facing out back down the, the of course, chute. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and, and we took some time to get ourselves dug out uh, from yes. out of the mud. I remember now, yes. Okay, so yeah, you can sneak her down to the car and get her in the back seat. Esther, just stay here, okay? We'll be here in uh, two shakes of a chicken's thigh. Should we turn the child locks on? <laughs> Have those been invented yet? <laughs> Not for a while. Uh, I turn off my walkie-talkie. <laughs> <laughs> Kids are still dying by the millions on the roadside. <laughs> <laughs> they open the door and launch themselves from the car. <laughs> it was an epidemic. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I mean, Esther crawls inside and she hunkers down in the footwell and just hides there in the darkness. Nice. Very good. Okay, so then I'm going to sneak back up to the house. Okay. Uh, being careful, if I see any movement from, from over by the, uh, the fella... Actually, you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go hide behind his car. That way, I can kind of watch his movement. Yeah, now you're a bit closer. Uh, you can hear. Yeah, th- there's the sound of someone basically clattering around inside and swearing and you know moving big bits of metal out of the way and just shouting. Yeah, you know, he he seems to be shouting. Brink, you idiot! What have you done? Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, I gain sanity. <laughs> <laughs> Carl, if, if we're if we're doing this this uh, this uh, this talking to him tactic, there's a chance that you know this guy. If Aston up there has turned into a house and knows you, somebody coming here to to do something at this house might know you too. That could work for our advantage, right? Uh, how? Maybe you could pretend you know a little more than you do, or mm, mm, in, in yes. some way get get him to open up a little more, make make him think you're on his side or something. I don't know. Yes, easy, easy. <laughs> Let's do it. So, when you say it, what are you doing? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, do you do, uh, do? Should we just get his attention? Have him have him come out of the lab, or should we, should uh, we try and corner I, him in the lab? Maybe we can uh, go to the lab. I mean, what is our ultimate goal? What if I get a pair of overalls, right? And I I stop by the lab, and I'm like, pistol cleaners. Can I see a <laughs> Can I see a pistol, sir? And then you guys come, and you. 
You talk to him, but I will have disarmed him cleverly with my ruse. Uh, the problem is that I feel the pistol cleaners usually come on Tuesdays. <laughs> we can only pray he's too distracted to remember. I feel maybe this is a good start, and then we, uh, how you call it, ving it from there. You asked what the ultimate goal here is. It, it's to find out if there's a way to remove the parasites from the, from hosts. I think that's our our number one. And then if it's impossible or he doesn't want to or whatever, it may be feeding him to the house. Okay. Yes. Works for me. Are you going to be pistol cleaning or should I talk to him? I don't think we should complicate it. Why don't you just go try to talk to him? Okay. But uh, I will go in um, and you guys maybe do you stay outside or do you come with me? You do Beatles again? Oh, I mean, if you guys stay, there will be trouble. But, but if we go, there will be double. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how about you maybe stay just within earshot outside, and I try to get him outside. Yeah, and we'll, and we'll keep uh, we'll keep Frederick over there behind the behind the car. So I'm behind the car. Nathaniel Coombs, Doctor, and uh, Thomas Dolan uh, are inside the like entrance of the house, waiting. Uh, with an earshot, and Carl Rothstein's going to be on the stoop of the house to try to draw him out. Basically, the car is between the front entrance um, and the laboratory. And if you think of the laboratory as being off the side, so you've got the front entrance, then it goes around the front of the house, down to the side, that's where the car is parked, and then a bit beyond there, there's the laboratory. I'm cool with the camera, like, panning with me as I, like, sneak, like around so he can't see me as I move. That's that's really easily done because he's very distracted at the moment. But the problem is that I mean, Rothstein is going to have to get a lot closer in order to really do anything. I think that's fine. Let's do that. That's just kind of me, me and Dolan can just uh, form like a, a henchman line behind you. <laughs> <laughs> so if Dr. Rothstein is creeping over to the lab uh, yeah, as I said, you can hear the sound of this man clattering around inside uh, and just swearing angrily to himself over and over again. Can I, like, peek into the light, or not library, the laboratory to see hmm? what he's, where he's kind of searching through stuff? Uh, what I'll ask for is a stealth roll not to be detected. I will give you a bonus die on this because you've got some cover and he's distracted. No, 93. Okay, and with a bonus die, so if you roll the 10s again and get take the better of the two results. 83. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. yeah, I mean, you, you creep up, but... Knock, 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 knock. I think it's more that in order to to get in a position to see this your you know the light from inside is hitting you he switched the lights back on inside it's all fully lit and yeah you are just framed there in the doorway and you, you watch for a moment as yeah he's just rustling around in the wreckage looking for anything he can salvage 
And then he notices you out of the corner of his eye, looks over, and immediately starts fumbling around for his gun, just shouting, Who the hell are you? Oh, don't, uh, no, uh, come, calm, calm down. Uh, I am the, uh... Tell him you're the pistol cleaner. I'm the, uh, 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 pistol cleaner. Pistol, uh, the, the pistol cleaner for the estate. <laughs> At this stage, he's got his revolver in his hand, and he, he just indicates, come in here where I can see you. Oh, good, it's lit up in here, and I can clean your gun very easily in here. Kind of look behind me to <laughs> signal to the other guys, like, I'm in trouble, and then I walk in. <laughs> Are you alone here? Yes. <laughs> At the moment. <laughs> I'm, I'm, he shoots I'm you instantly. To, I'm, I'm going to take that incredible bit of unconvincing acting there as being in character, if, if you don't mind. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he's not buying that for a moment. He says, right, who else is here with you? Uh, the house uh, is my friend and it's alive. <laughs> He just, he just looks at you. I mean, you, you can only see his eyes. I mean, he's got this this white silk kerchief tied around his face, and he's looking at you over the rims of that. But, I mean, even just seeing his eyes, you can see just the undeniable, unmistakable expression of what the fuck in them. If you want to see something cool, I can show you. <laughs> Who are you, and what are you doing here? My name, uh, don't worry about my name, uh, and I'm here to show you secrets. Come. <laughs> this, would you come if this terrible Henry Kissinger, like, surprised you and was like, I have secrets, got some surprises for you, I'll clean your gun. <laughs> my name is not important, come look at the surprise. He says, one more time. Who are you and what are you doing here? And if I don't like the answer, I'm going to shoot you. I start backing. How far into the laboratory am I? Uh, how far in did you come when he told you to come in? I'm going to say not very. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, I love it when Luke asks those questions. Super far. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I start backing out and I just kind of like wave like beckon him towards me uh this is the way and then i sprint out of the laboratory <laughs> as to not be shot <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to give you a chance you. <laughs> i'm going to give you a chance then to dodge and get some cover between you and the the gunfire that's coming your way yeah they'll just push us down the stairs and then this episode will be over I got a 16 <laughs> on a 25. Okay, so that's a success. So you are getting out of the way. He is going to get one chance to shoot you, but on the other hand... Yeah, I mean, he is close enough uh, that it's point-blank range, but because you've dodged, it's just going to be a straight roll. And he's not really a gunman, so I, I do fancy your odds here. That's why I didn't recognize the pistol cleaners. <laughs> <laughs> On the other hand, 25 is a success, even with the basic skill. So... Oh, fucking shit. Yup. That is... <laughs> one point of damage, minimum damage. 
Yeah, I mean, clearly that okay. dodge did help. I mean, you've dived out of the way. The bullet just wings you. Uh, it clips your left arm just as you're diving around the side of the metal door. And there is searing pain. But on the other hand, yeah, it doesn't seem to have hit anything vital. Uh, you can hear the sound of, of this man clattering through the debris that you left in the, the lab and chasing towards the door after you. Can we see this happening if we're hiding behind the door you can certainly see in the light that's coming out of the the doorway that yeah rostin darts out dives out of the way there's gunfire and then he staggers nathaniel if uh if he comes through that fucking door uh let's just clothesline the bastard yeah yeah that that uh, yeah yeah and so yeah we're like preparing a move i don't know how that works <laughs> but if he comes through the door we would yeah we just want to juke our arms out and surprise him so you're running towards the door I pictured us just on the other side of the oh, door okay. at the I th- start, I th- but I, maybe I, not. Yeah, I, th- I thought you were over by the car, but... Remember, we are the hench line. We accompanied We were him. Yeah. walking up with him. Oh, shit, that's right. You probably were on either side of the door outside. Yeah, we hid back when he was like, yeah, I'm alone. Uh, well, let's see then how well you, the two of you are hiding. Uh, so whichever one of you has got the worst stealth roll make a, a stealth roll just to see whether you're going to get the jump on him. I've got 20. Is that the default? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've got the same. So, which one of you wants to roll for this? Hit it up, Thomas. Which one of you makes a yelp when the <laughs> gunshot goes off? <laughs> right. 38. Okay. On a 20. I mean, it's not catastrophic, but on the other hand, yeah, to get close enough to do this, you're there within the light that's coming out of the doorway, and yeah, as as you're getting into position, he is going to get a chance to, to react to this. And the bad news is, because he's got a prepared gun, he is almost <laughs> certainly going to act before either of you. So... Were the two of you both lunging in to clothesline him, or was just one person doing it? I pictured us both. Yeah. Okay. So it's going to be a question of whichever one of you he considers to be the bigger threat, and I think Thomas Dolan is the larger of the two men. So, yeah, I'm pretty certain he's going to shoot you. This is going to be point-blank range, so we'll get a bonus die. (laughs) Oh, that's good for him. (laughs) I just love it when people succeed on their roles, regardless. Zach, it's uh, the correct word is irregardless. Uh, it's fucking 8 a.m. How did you get Andy's frozen custard this early in the morning? I bought it yesterday, put it in the freezer, and I ate it before I got on mic. Breakfast of champions. I had ice cream for breakfast yesterday. Jesus Christ, guys. I had a bre- I... a brownie caramel pecan concrete. You guys look nice. great. I ordered it small, but they said, well, there's a lot of ingredients in there, so we put it in a medium. Hey. So thank you. Wow. <laughs> That's the care Andy's takes. All right. Sh- shoot me, Scott. <laughs> so, yeah, e- even with the bonus die at point-blank range, the shot goes wild. He is clearly not expecting 
two of you to jump out at him, even though you know, you've been pretty obvious about it. The shot just goes clanging into the metal door beside you and ricochets back into uh, the lab. And and I mean, he's, he's standing there with the gun now, yeah, just pointing it round wildly. Now, are the two of you just trying to deck him at this stage then? Yeah, Thomas, Thomas Dolan says... Um, should have got that pistol cleaned. And then he... Uh... <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, then he takes a big 1930s like action swing. Pow! Give me a fighting brawl roll. He is going to try to fight back by pistol whipping you. Oh, that's a better myth. Ooh. Ooh. So what did you get on your fighting brawl roll? Because I got an extreme success. I rolled a zero oh, four. Oh no. <laughs> Thirteen. Very good, but not good oh. enough. If you have enough points to buy that down to an extreme success, I really recommend doing so because extreme successes do maximum damage. <laughs> Is that uh do I spend luck points on that or uh yes, yes, yeah. if you have enough. I don't think Thomas Dolan does. I think I he don't lost think you have any Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think I lost all my luck. Because I, I think he may be about to kill you here. <laughs> because. <laughs> Shrug. <laughs> because with maximum damage on this, he does have a damage bonus, so this is going to be 10 points of damage coming your way. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, so I'm at two hit points. Okay, can Ooh. you give me a constitution wow. roll to see whether you can stay standing? So basically, as as you come in to try to deck him, he ducks underneath, brings his gun up, just backhands you across the face, and there is this almighty crunching noise as he breaks your nose and blood goes flying. And No, I rolled a 91. <laughs> Lights out. Yeah, Thomas just goes down with a thump lying on the ground. Finish him. What was wow. Dr. Coombs doing? <laughs> now that he's seen Thomas go down, he's freaked out. No, 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 Fucking fight him, you, you were, Yeah, you were, you were attacking him, too. And now he's he's taking all his time killing me, so you've got yeah, a wide open shot. Yeah, he can't fight back now. Go for it. He's open, baby. He just took a shot. Fucking chomp that... <laughs> Uh, okay, the guys want me to hit him with my 25% chance. <laughs> because you are ganging up on him at this stage, there are two of you attacking him. You do get a bonus die on this. Perfect. I'm going for a swing. <laughs> I, uh, I pass. It's a 22. <laughs> hey. Okay. Doctor. <laughs> so yeah give me a damage roll you're not using a weapon at this stage so it's just going to be a d3 plus any damage bonus you've got it's a three okay total uh so yeah you, you managed to hit him a a fairly solid blow in the jaw and you you know, you, you split the bottom of his lip there's a bit of blood running out and he, he staggers back for a moment and he looks really pissed off about this uh, he's now going to try to shoot you. Um, what's... <laughs> when I heard the f initial gunshot go off and I saw the two get ready for the hangline, I think 
Frederick Mellon the Foist uh, <laughs> began his uh, his waddle, his quick waddle, <laughs> to right toward the door, getting ready to join in on the action. Yeah, and then I'm gonna try to disarm this uh, this this man. Okay, because again he does have a gun readied. Uh, he is going to act first, I think. Yeah, he is because that's plus fifty on his decks, and unless anyone's got a dex of higher than 115, he's going first. Oh, 110. <laughs> uh, so I think because Dr. Coombs just punched him, he is going to shoot Dr. Coombs. Let's see how this goes for Dr. Coombs. <sighs> okay. Oh, oh, hang on. It's point blank. He gets a bonus die. Uh. <laughs> 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 oh no no that that's so both my rolls were 84s so that's good so yeah obviously you've discombobulated right. him a bit he's staggering back and he's firing wild the bullet just goes between you and frederick and you hear it smack Woo! into the car behind you Uh-oh. and the little girl is dead <laughs> different car <laughs> oh, this this guy is backing into the the lab again, holding the gun. One thing you can see as well, actually, yeah, because Doctor Coombs got a solid blow on his face, his kerchief is coming loose. As as he steps back into the light that's coming out of the laboratory, it comes down, and you can see that his face. There's something wrong with his face. Oh, the, you can see his mouth there. But the problem is all the other mouths, all these these little mouths with teeth that have just opened up all over his face and seem to be screaming in pain from the blow. Oh, my God. I, I would like everyone who's conscious and not running away, so that's Dr. Coombs and, and Frederick, uh, to make sand rolls. Uh, 72 on a 63. Okay. Fail. I fail a 29 on a 20. Okay. Oh, Jesus. So, I mean, there. You don't lose much sand for this. I mean, you see much worse things today. Yeah, I mean, uh, Frederick only loses two points. Dr. Coombs loses three points. But Dr. Coombs, on the other hand, was already indefinitely insane, I think. So, this pushes him over into another bout of madness anyway. Oh, okay. I think at this stage, it's just going to be pure self-preservation. I mean, there's there's gunfire going off. You're not uh, someone who is used to combat. You've seen Thomas go down. Um, you've you've nearly been shot yourself. Yeah, I, th- I think you're just running away blindly into the darkness. I'd agree. That sounds like what Coombs would do. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you won't get into any trouble out there. No. So that that now leaves Frederick on his own dealing with the gunman. Good luck, Freddy. Was I was I just like running? Well, Can it's I, up like, to you. Yeah, I mean, if you want to double back and help Fred, then, yeah, you by all means. Yeah, you can. I think. Well, I'm unconscious, guys. So it's it's up to you. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm yeah. flinging myself into the woods. So yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> As I'm running away and get clipped uh, in the arm, I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm down to three hit points. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I start running away, but then when I hear the other gunshots and stuff go off, I turn around and I see between Nathaniel and Thomas 
what is going down, and I look to see what Frederick Mellon is doing. And he's going for the the disarm. So you're following uh, this this man with the the many mouths into the lab as he's backing off, and you're going to try to get the gun off him. I'm going to try to like sneak it away from him. I'm a very stealthy man, and I've been known to steal things off of people a lot by misdirection. So I'm going to try to like flick a coin in the air. Uh, and and then like w- while he's like looking at my hand that's up in the air, just like grab the gun out of his hand, maybe. Okay, then what I'll allow then is for you to use sleight of hand instead of fighting brawl for the maneuver. Crazy that I have ten percent more in that. Weird. <laughs> On the other hand, I mean he is he is still going to try to pistol whip the fuck out of you, dude. I rolled a fucking ten. Oh, okay. That's an extreme success. That's good because he's rolled a 73 on his fighting brawl. So that is a complete failure. So, yeah, (laughs) you, you have his gun. I mean, he's trying, he's trying his hardest just to ignore the very obvious distraction that you're doing but there's just something so compelling about the way you flick that coin that yeah he's <laughs> he, he's just bringing the gun back to smack you in the face with it and he's just looking up at the coin and then he's looking down at his empty hand and just you uh, just muttering oh fuck not again to himself <laughs> Every Decade time. To practice. <laughs> uh, and with that, I think on an extreme success, by the time he realizes what's going on, I'm, I'm backed out the door. Oh, yeah. Gun still pointed at him and hollering back to my comrades. I got the gun. He's got my coin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's sort of hesitantly putting his hands up and saying, look, buddy, don't shoot, you know. I, I'm sure we can talk this out, right? Are all the mouths saying that? Just the one mouth. The other ones are just opening, closing all over his face, but it's just the one that's talking. Oh. And, he, and he's saying, you, you want money? I can get you money. I can get you all the money you want. I don't want money. I want answers. And, my, and money, too. <laughs> oh, right. I forgot about my, like, chief concern in life, which is also stealing money from rich fucks like you. Yes, <laughs> I also want money. But mostly right now, I would like answers. Do you look at my skin? Look at my face. I see that your face is equally fucked up in a different measure. But if you can see my skin, you can see what I've seen. I want it to be different. I want to be fine again. Oh... Yeah, what you got? You got some of the entities inside you now. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what you do about that. I mean, you've yeah, those aren't like species seventeen. I mean, yeah, those things when they go inside you, we can just fish them out, and yeah, that's good. But but what you got inside you? No, we we've seen those before, and yeah. Look, between you and me, buddy, I I was coming in here to clean this place out, take what I could, and just abandon it, because, yeah, last night, these things got out, everything got out, and uh, this place is ruined now. I you know, things like what's crawling around inside you, they're everywhere now. It's too dangerous here now. You'd have to be an idiot to hang around here. Any ideas if your life depended on it? Shit, uh... I mean, I guess 
I guess they're not from the same dimension as the rest of us. I, I don't know. You might be able to do something with, with the Hawk's device and, I don't know, just phase certain types of matter. It's not something I've ever tried doing. Keep talking. I know Hawks speculated about stuff like that, but... I mean, he's Look, gone. This, this story is currently open, okay? But you're Sedgwick, right? Y- yeah. You're the closer. I need you to close my story and give me back. Me too. Kira Sedgwick is the closer. Every Tuesday night. Wow. That was, on- I was <laughs> so wondering where that was going. <laughs> I, I mean, it's lost on me, I'm afraid, but <laughs> I'll nod appreciatively. Yeah. <laughs> it might as well be lost on me. <laughs> no one listening will get that reference. <laughs> Someone's mom will get that reference. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we, we can try something, but, you know, the, the, this, this place is half trashed now. I don't know that we're even going to get it working. I, some idiot pulled the tank over. There's, there's water everywhere. I'm sure it shorted out half the, the electrical circuits in here. I don't know if we'll even get this working again. Yes, the house um, is strange and uh, things break. That's not my shoulder talking. That's the man behind me. <laughs> yeah, I step out from behind Frederick. I'm back. That you shot me. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> While you're having this conversation, let's just deal with Dr. Coombs. So Dr. Coombs is running through the undergrowth, running through the darkness. There's thorns and branches whipping past you, cutting your skin. You can... You can hear things moving in the darkness all around you. You can feel the wet traces of things that you're brushing against. And you don't know... You don't know where you're going now. You're just running blindly in a panic. So I think what I'd like is a luck roll. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Nope. (laughs) I've got zero of it. (laughs) You crash the four-wheeler into a tree. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so yeah, in all the undergrowth that you've been running through, all of a sudden, your feet go out from under you, and you realize that you've run into, fallen into, the remains of what was probably an ornamental pond out here, and just gone splash into this filthy, stagnant water. I mean, the good news is that this suddenly brings you out of the panic you're in. They're just this this cold, this almost freezing splash of water in the face just shocks you back to some kind of semi-coherent state of mind. The bad news is that you're not sure that you're alone in here. <laughs> there is something big that you can't see just moving. You can hear the water moving around you. You can feel the currents of water from something large moving in the darkness with you. 
Can my feet touch the ground here? Is it that shallow? Yeah, it's I mean, it's not like a little ornamental pond. I mean, this is one that they've obviously dug you know, in the, the garden because it, you know, it looks pretty. But let's put this again down to a luck roll. Are you somewhere in this pond that is shallow enough for you to stand up? Nope. <laughs> okay so I got, yeah I, I mean i got the zero. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh dear yes of course you've got zero well i you're, you're, <laughs> yeah so your feet you know they, they try to scrape for purchase and you know as, as you drop down your head dips down below the surface you can feel the bottom the muddy bottom of it down there but it's just too far if you stand at the bottom the water is just inches above your head Coombs is, is, is still in, uh, even though he's kind of snapped out of it, he's still in self-preservation mode. And so he's just going to try and swim to the nearest bank, try to get out of the water. Uh, maybe a little frenzied. Then I think, yeah, you have one chance then to escape this presence in the pond before it takes a lively interest in you. And that will be a swim roll. I fail. <laughs> a 30 on a 10. You don't get many opportunities these days to swim, so you're probably a bit out of practice, and you're, you're splashing around in the water, and you're fully dressed as well. The weight of the clothes, they're pulling you down. And just in the darkness, you don't have your bearings, and you're splashing around in the cold. There's just the shock of being in this cold water. But yeah, somehow, I mean, you splash around, and you just, you just get to the muddy edge of the pond. But it is muddy, it's slippery. You put your hand on it, and you, know, you, you haven't managed to get close enough for you to really really get a grip on it before something starts wrapping itself around your neck. I, it, it reaches up around your body, reaches up around your neck, and it feels soft at first, but then, then there are all these sharp bits that start digging in. Oh, no. <laughs> so, so I think let's give you one, one chance to break away from this. And put it down to an opposed strength roll between you and this creature before it dines on you. Okay. This opportunity comes once in a lifetime. I'm imagining this is like an evil cashmere scarf. <laughs> I, I pass a 38 on a 50. Okay. Yeah, I got an 18 on a 60. So that's a hard success versus your ordinary one. Yep. Looking at this in cinematic terms, we just sort of see this last <laughs> glimpse of Dr. Coombs as he reaches for the banks, his fingers digging into the mud. And then suddenly there is this violent motion and he disappears below the surface. There is a brief disturbance. There's bubbles that come up and, and a little froth of, of something that's not water. But then the water goes very still again and stays that way. So, meanwhile, with the rest of you. Nice. Um, <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Hell yes. Rip. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Thomas, can you play taps? <laughs> Is that what you do when people die? <laughs> it's what they do at the end of the day at the army party. Well, that's every day, baby. 
back at the lab, you have Sedgwick at gunpoint. You were discussing what to do. Uh, Rothstein had made his presence known. Dolan at this stage, I think, is beginning to come out, come around. I mean, you've you've been half awake for a few moments, but you're beginning to get your senses back. I mean, your 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 head hurts like a motherfucker, but you know, your thoughts are beginning to come back together into something coherent. Ow! Fucking role playing, dude. That's Thomas Dolan's main th- overwhelming thought. Yeah, I mean, this is, I mean, this is serious. I mean, you know, whatever, you know, whatever he's done to you, I mean, as you're, you're feeling the wound, and it's not just a cut, but you're, you're certain that there's bits of your skull moving under your fingers that aren't, you know, aren't supposed to move. But on the bright side, you do know a doctor. As long as you can get to him and, you know, you you should be fine. (laughs) (laughs) We are so lucky. We're so lucky we brought... Oh my God, he's along. just as good as a hospital. <laughs> I look, I look down at him in Carl's head. He thinks he looks bad. I'm, I'm a doctor. <laughs> Trust me, I'm a physicist. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Give me a first aid roll to see whether you can at least keep uh, a skull in one piece. Yeah, I'm not that kind of doctor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think uh, this is sixty-nine on a forty. Oh, that's a crit. Wait, success. what? Are we doing? Crit, are we doing that? Oh yeah. Did well, you fucking roll a sixty-nine? Crit success then. Okay. <laughs> you are that kind of doctor, baby. I am that kind of doctor. <laughs> you're that kind of doctor. So you're sixty-nining Thomas Dolan back to health then. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's yeah. He's reinflating. He bends over and reinflates me from the other end. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, go, go, going with your house rule, then. Yeah. I mean, you do. <laughs> this house does not rule. <laughs> <laughs> or you can rip up a bit of clothing and just create a bandage to at least stop his head getting any worse. I mean, he is going to need proper medical attention at some stage, but at least you can you can get him to the stage where he can move around without it being life-threatening. I'll pull my lighter out and cauterize his wound and then wrap it up with my sleeve. Um, <laughs> I don't think a lighter can cauterize wounds, but you definitely, you definitely set my hair on fire. <laughs> It smells glorious. No, it's it's all right. It doesn't set your hair on fire. There's too much blood in your hair for it to catch. <laughs> Just kind of singes it. <laughs> and, and you do get one hit point back as well for the first aid. Four. <laughs> no, three. <laughs> I'm at three, baby. Heck yeah, me too. Now, meanwhile, Freddy has got Sedgwick at gunpoint. You've been talking to him about the situation. Look, okay, if you give me a hand getting all this stuff working again, I don't know. I mean, with all the damage Brink did here, I I don't know that we're going to get it working again, but if we can, I don't know. I mean, maybe... Maybe we can get these parasites out of you, but there's a you know, no, there's a good chance that 
Yeah, it's all going to go horribly wrong, and you're just going to get lost there. Are you willing to take that risk? <laughs> yeah. Did you go to university? Yeah, I, 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 I was... Well, let's give it the old college try. Carl, get in here. Uh, I got a f- psychic what back is the here. Plan? He, he, he says I, I helped build all this. I, I, I was Hawks' lab assistant. Well, now you got two extra hands. You asked for a hand with it. I've got a gun pointed at you. That's all I'm doing this whole time. Wait, uh, now, what, is, Carl, what is the plan? You are helping this gentleman fix me. I need fix, too. Look, and I hold up my arm, and it's it's crawling around. He says, yeah, I've seen those before. They'll suck the life out of you within a day or two. Well, good thing that we're not taking any breaks. Look, okay, if you can help me fix the damage here, work around any short circuits, you know, rewire anything that needs to be rewired, we can try. But, look, I understand how to make this thing work. I understand the basics of it. I don't know if I can adapt it to do what what you're talking about. I mean, do it or die. Okay, well, does anyone know anything about wiring? We both do. Yes, I've I've turned the portal on before, so (laughs) yes. (laughs) Uh, I know about, you know, I read about 25% of an electrical repair handbook <laughs> one time, but I internalized all of that. I would say I, I have exactly 25% <laughs> of a of a master's skill in electrical repair. <laughs> well, I think then well, one of you can take the lead in this rewiring job, and I guess it's probably going to be Dr. Rothstein, unless you want to play on hard mode. <laughs> So, then let's have an electrical repair roll off Dr. Rothstein just to see whether you can repair the electrics. Okay, I got it pretty good. Damn it! 92 on a 60. God damn it! Yeah, I, the, the problem with it is that, yeah, I mean, when, when you pulled this tank over and emptied all this water across here, that it has fried a lot of the circuits. And, you know, now that it's been here for a while, it's seeped in. I, you might be able to take some shortcuts. You might be able to just bypass entire sections of it. But, you know, this is an unfamiliar device. You don't know what effects that might have. You could push the roll if you want and try yeah, doing I'm, that. I'm going to push the roll... I find two exposed wires <laughs> and look at them and push them together and uh whew, 90 <laughs> what, <really? laughs> Okay <laughs> So let's have it play out like this that you don't realize how spectacularly you fucked this all up until Sedgwick switches the machine back on. Oh, no. Sedgwick, don't talk like that. I have the utmost confidence in this man right here. Dr. Rothstein's the smartest, most capable doctor. He, I mean, he can see the future. He's a psychic. So I don't want to hear any of this. Oh, can he do it? Can he do it? Obviously, he got it right. I mean, Sedgwick's really impressed when he hears Rothstein saying, well, what, you're... you're you're Dr. Rothstein of the Miskatonic. I, I, I've read your papers. I'm mean, sorry. You, you should have said who you were. 
<laughs> uh, well, you know, I, I, uh, <laughs> holy fucking shit! Uh, you know, I know my name carries a lot of weight, but I try not to throw it around. Uh, you know, I want people to like me for me, and not just to open my name. Oh, well, all right. Uh, I mean, obviously, yes. I mean, I'll take your word for it. If you if you think this is this is all going to work now, then yeah, let, let's power it up. Well, as as you know, I'm a fucking genius, uh, so I've, there's nothing can go wrong here. Good, 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 good. Oh, I, I feel better about this already. Then, all right, gentlemen. I mean, stay stay outside the circle for safety, but we we should be all right to turn it on now. I give a big thumbs up. And, <laughs> and, and with that, Sedwick throws the knife lever and it all sparks into life. Unfortunately, one of the things that you seem to have shorted or at least worked around is this containment ring. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You, you see this rip in reality form within the ring and spread out to the extent of the ring as it did before. But this time it doesn't stop. And more than that, it is accelerating. I mean, you know, even before you have a chance to turn and start running and leaving the lab, it is just spreading out. Sedgwick is screaming in terror as he just sees the world around him changing and being consumed by these alien dimensions crashing in. You can see the ground around you changing into something that's that's not quite a marsh, but maybe a marsh is the closest thing that your brain can make of it. And there are things in it. There are things all over the place. You look around for the door, for the laboratory, and the the walls, but they're not anywhere now. There's there's just this marsh that's spreading out, and these strange clouds, and these things moving through the air and moving through the liquid around you. And there are the large things, the large things that, you know, one of which one of which you saw coming before, and you managed to switch the machine off, but. Now you realize that's just one of a herd. And they have you surrounded. Sedgwick is looking around in panic, trying to switch the device off. But the, the device isn't there anymore. The switch isn't there anymore. <laughs> there is nothing to turn off. And, and just with a, a look of absolute defeat, he just collapses down into the, the, the muck and starts crying. What do the rest of you do? I want to start running out of the room. There isn't a room anymore. <laughs> what room? <laughs> yeah. How do you want to go out? <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Yeah. I turn to Freddy. How many bullets are left? I got two. I hear that and I grab the gun and say, nobody puts Carl in a portal. And I shoot myself. <laughs> uh, I'm going to rock, paper, scissors, Thomas Dolan for the last bullet. Uh, yeah, I was definitely going to say we let Carl die, but he took that away from us. So uh, here He's, we go. He was never a good person. <laughs> Three, two, one, rock. shoot. Okay, this is a paper. You win. Yep. Oh, I threw paper. He threw rock. And uh, Frederick Mullen the first takes the gun in his hands and holds it up to the skull of Thomas Dolan and is like, you're welcome. 
and fires. (laughs) (laughs) The last thing that comes across Thomas Dolan's face is just a look of pure gratitude and relief. (laughs) He was a good man. (laughs) And with that, the herd closes in. And when they feed upon you, yeah, it it isn't like... (laughs) It isn't like they just tear you apart and and digest you or anything like that. There's there's a part of you that is now forever within them, just there, still conscious. And holy shit! You, you, you can you can see you, you get this realization that you know when when hawks broke free, that it wasn't just hawks that came back. It was one of these things as well that had basically assumed the identity of hawks or assumed his memories, the way that they're now assuming yours, and and of course Sedgwick's. And I know who knows. I mean maybe. Maybe if someone ever repairs the device and fires it up again, you can find a house of your own one day. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, that was... uh, His house would be hungry, but my house would be full of regret. (laughs) (laughs) I should have killed myself. Should have killed myself. (laughs) You threw paper, you dumb idiot. Of course, you should have killed yourself. Oh, man. It's uh... (laughs) Dude, what the fuck? (laughs) That was dope. Hell yeah. (laughs) Oh, thank you. I'm glad you liked it. Thank you, Scott, for... Thank you so that much. Was that was incredible. Holy shit. Jesus oh. Christ. I really thought we were going to get out of there scot free. Scot free. God damn it. I, I, don't, I don't think I've ever seen an entire party wiped out by a failed push attempt on electrical repair before. That, that was, that was a new one. <laughs> It's so good. Oh my god. (laughs) That was I can't I can't I can't say enough how much fun that was and how how horrible that was. Good. As I say, I'm really glad you liked it. I I had an absolute blast running it for you. It was a blast to play it. Yeah, this was super fun. It really was. (laughs) Now I mean, I could tell you all my favorite parts, but I, I'm very curious about the behind the scenes on this scenario. I guess I could just fucking read it, but <laughs> can you give us a, a rundown of, sure. of what the fuck was going on? I'm very curious about two things. Mm. One, the faceless man. Part of it, me thinks that you know, having a, a kerchief covering all the mouths might might be a faceless <laughs> being, but uh, I'm, the puppets. The puppet is what I was wondering about, too. Yeah. The, okay. The puppet was that skinned monkey thing you found floating in the tank. Fucking shit. Okay. I wondered if it might be that, but I didn't know its purpose still. Did did it? Did they bring it into the camp, camp with yeah. them for some reason? So, so it's it's one of these creatures that they pulled out from the other dimension. And what the way it works is I mean, when they come into the camp, they wear earplugs of wax. And they have this thing that they, one of them just carries on his arm. And when they want to basically knock people out they just stick a pin in it and make it scream and its scream just sort of drives people temporarily into madness and unconsciousness 
That rules. Holy shit. Oh, that's so dope. Uh, How many of them are there? Them. Capital T. There were four. So, I mean, there's a a whole other strand if you go into the town and start, you know, trying to dig around there and, you know, get some information about what might have happened. That basically, why would we do that? <laughs> I, it, well, it, de- it depends. It depends which characters you have, but yes, but yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't happen very often, but it's it's definitely an option. There are these four guys. I mean, three initially. So it's Sedgwick who started it all off. So when Aston Hawks disappeared, Sedgwick took over possession of of the device, the Hawks device. And he realized that some of these creatures they were pulling back, this species, this species 17, were basically siphon, you know, in Call of Cthulhu terms, luck off people. So it would, you know, siphon some power and, and certainly luck and allow you to transfer it from one person to another. So basically he and a few friends were using this in a predatory manner, going into t- initially targeting people they just didn't like, business rivals or people who were snooping into their affairs, stuff like that. Th- this was why so many people in the camp, their lives had basically collapsed because, you know, Sedgwick and his friends had basically been sucking all the luck out of their lives. Damn. Uh, um, they just carried on doing that and, and you know, um, using the luck to, to play the stock market and make themselves wealthy even during the Great Depression. And and so basically, yeah, I mean, you lot, oh, yeah, everyone at the camp was basically their cattle. Yeah, they, they'd, Jesus. the previous night, they'd taken these two kids back to, you know, they'd taken Billy and, and Esther back to uh, the Hawks Mansion to try to siphon some, some luck out of them. And that was the point at which they lost containment on, on the ring, which had already been playing up a bit. And basically, Hawks got out and possessed the house and other things happened. And they ran away and left the kids in prison downstairs and just thought, fuck this for a game of soldiers, ran off. And were making plans basically to leave, ha- leave town and abandon all this before it got any worse. That's great. Oh, shit. <laughs> How 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 widespread is the radius of the the breach? I mean, it had been it had been breaching for a while, which was why some of the things had been creeping out and infesting the house and so on. But the big breach that that left um, that let hawks out was just the the previous day, and it was it was just big enough to to reach the house. What about Damn. when we yeah when we did it? Yeah, I was like, you don't yeah. you don't have to tell us if Esther's uh, okay. Or not, we can leave that. <laughs> I, I think, yeah, let's leave that as a question mark. But I mean, right, yeah, 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 but I but yeah, I, I don't, fa- I don't fancy her odds. Yeah, is there in your mind a success scenario once we've been infected by the new species? Yeah, if someone does have the, the you know the the wherewithal to start making modifications to the uh, the Hawks device, you can do what Sedgwick suggested and basically use it to sort of phase extraterrestrial matter out of your own body and remove the parasites that way. Cool. Yeah, that that there may be other methods that I haven't thought of. I'm always open to creative solutions, but that's that's the one that occurred to me. It was just sure. It was just really unfortunate that that that, that <laughs> resulted in that failed push roll, because otherwise it might have saved you all. But instead, yeah, no, but no, nope. that would have been boring. Yeah, it's so much better when it turns out this way. <laughs> yep, <laughs> it's a much cleaner finish. I guess technically another way to get what wid of the worms, <laughs> wid of the worms, uh, just get eaten by the house. And then you yeah. don't have to worry about it. <laughs> yeah. So, how, wh- what was your reasoning on 
the house. So basically, you know, the way that these parasites have been coming out and infesting people and so on, he basically did the same thing, but as this monstrous entity, this, you know, he'd been fused with one of these these giant things that you saw lumbering around. And that basically did the same thing. It it became a parasitic infection in the house and fused with it. That so rolls. cool. <laughs> so cool. So it could be like any <laughs> any like inanimate object could be fused with Yeah. A person. Or, or, or animate ones, yeah. Yeah, shit, dude. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so the marsh, essentially, uh, that was once the garden where hmm. where Thomas Dolan found that guy, that was from the breach the night before? Yeah, so the the guy that that you found in the garden was basically you know, a drifter who'd you know, he'd come into the house, was basically looking for something to loot, and had been attacked by the parasites in the garden. They basically just drained him. So that was like a um, some foreshadowing of what was going to happen to you if you didn't manage to get the parasites out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, uh, it was well done. And while over the past, I mean, you mentioned earlier that we had three weeks in between knowing that we had parasites <laughs> under our skin yeah. and dealing with today. And I just kept thinking about that guy the whole time. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Ditto. And being like, I think we're fucked. <laughs> was uh, the, the creature in the pond then was also from that first breach, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the, the, a lot of the smaller things had, had kind of crawled out there, but yeah, the, the the big breach offered a chance for some larger nasties to get out. That, if you got cool. to, uh, if you could go on a date with one of our characters, which one? <laughs> would you go on a date with? <laughs> Asking I, the real questions. I, I, I'm a very generous lover. I'd take you all. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh man nothing said after what i'm saying now will be on the episodes because we just finished the recorded episodes of this collaboration on a high note if you were going to take our characters to your favorite date spot in um in new bradwell or milton Keynes, where would we go oh gosh <laughs> remember this is a party of five yeah, <laughs> I, 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 if if you wanted some excitement, we have uh, an indoor skydiving place in Milton Keynes. Oh, we go! Shit. Hell yeah! So, yeah, nothing gets my blood to the edge <laughs> like. Uh, well, uh, and okay, so bachelor number one, uh, <laughs> if I was a salad, <laughs> what kind of dressing would you put on me? <laughs> well, that's, that's a bit personal, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! I would say ranch because it's not legal, and I'm a bad boy. (laughs) (laughs) Scott, thank you so much for running this game. This was so much fun. Oh my absolute pleasure! Yeah, thank you very much. I don't think it's too forward to say that we're gonna miss you. I know. Well, I mean, if you ever want to do something like this again, I'm definitely up for it. Oh, I mean, your words, not ours. We'll see you soon. (laughs) (laughs) See you tomorrow morning. (laughs) But for real, that was that was that was fucking awesome. Excellent. Oh, I'm really glad you enjoyed it. Life surreal in retrospect, a dream. Easy times. 
Strive